Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What up, guys? In case you don't know, me and my hubby, Tom Billu, have been together for 20 years and going on 19 years of marriage. And so we have a show called Relationship Theory, where we literally sit and talk about the no BS things of what's allowed us to make this relationship actually work and be sustained for this length of time. So we've taken those guys and we've sliced them up into nuggets of relationship gold. And I'll be posting them on Women of Impact podcast weekly and to kick it off i want to start with talking about the uncomfortable truths about why you and your partner struggle to communicate so ask yourself this are you and your partner struggling to have a deep and meaningful level of communication have emotions taken over your conversation where literally neither of you can get a word in or agree on anything well if you've ever been there This episode of Relationship Theory, Tom and I sit down and have the hard but honest discussion as we share the key to communication techniques we both find most effective towards having a strong and healthy relationship. Because let's face it, if I had to put my money on anything, I'm guessing that you guys all want that too. We also discuss how we navigate moments of sticky communication, which after 19 years, we've actually had many. How emotions can screw your mind, because let me tell you, they have definitely messed with mine. The importance of being vulnerable with your partner, why you sometimes need to let your partner go crazy, how to help your partner during these emotional times, and how to learn from the past. So guys, sit back, relax, and in Enjoy this episode of Relationship Theory. And in those moments, and I don't know if other women can relate to this, but in those moments, like when someone says you're just being emotional, it's your hormones, you want to fight back and say, stop using that as an excuse, as a defense mechanism, right? Stop deflecting. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, who I had a very lovely weekend and especially evening with last night. Lisa Bilyeu, what is up? Hello, baby. How are we doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Um, all right, so yeah, um, wanted to talk to you today, actually. So we had a question which actually spun the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, let me find it. Um Okay. Um, what this are your... is the actual question or this is the topic? So it's the topic really. So yeah. basically it was based on communication techniques. Okay. And what communication techniques do we use um, that we find the most effective? Mm-hmm. And we actually have a great example that happened recently where um, I think that it actually took our relationship to the next level because we really kind of tried something new and ended up, uh, I think, coming out pretty good. Nice. So do you want to explain it? Well, the way, so I know what you're talking about, but the way that you um, phrased it, I actually want to make sure that you're talking about when we took you off the pill. Correct. Yeah. So um, that was a, it's interesting how like code words and things like that, like really (laughs) matter uh, to make sure that I understand what you're talking about. So um, in trying to solve Lisa's microbiome issues, which, oh man, it is a very complicated process. 
um, researching, researching, researching and come across somebody saying, oh, and by the way, um, no, in fact, back up. So it was going through the Viome test that we had done with you and the woman that we were talking through the results with said, um, had asked a question about your estrogen levels. And I yeah, said, she said, do you eat, you eat a lot of soy? soy that's what and it was. And I was like, do I eat a lot of soy? Which, no, the answer is very much not. And the reason that she was asking about that is because of your estrogen levels right. and that you had um, markers for somebody that has a, that you're processing a lot of estrogen and which normally would come from soy, which is why she asked that. Mm. So then I thought, okay, wait a second. Could it be that you're on the pill? Um, which, you know, obviously is estrogen in and of itself. And so, I've been on the pill since we met. Yeah. So for a very long time. And she said, oh yeah, like if you're on the pill, that can also be very disruptive. So we said, okay, let's take you off the pill. I'd actually had an alarm going off for like a year saying like, we should really find that path to getting you off the pill just because staying on it for long-term, anything exogenous makes me tense. Mm -hmm. So, um, we decided, okay, we'll just take you off the pill. And I said, now you're going to like, whenever you're messing with your hormones, like it's going to get weird for a minute. And so you're going to go through, you're going to get very emotional. I'll just like put it out there nice and simply. You're going to get very emotional. You're going to react to things um, in a very exaggerated fashion. That is the way that the brain responds to that. I mean, you're, you're literally, it's an endocrine disruption. So your body has gotten used to having this influx of exogenous um, hormones, it's going to stop. And so that's going to create some weirdness. And so just be prepared for that. Like if you're having an exaggerated response, if you feel overly emotional, like whatever, mm -hmm. that you can't necessarily trust that. Yeah. And you can't just react based on that because it's going to feel very different. Like whatever's happening is going to feel very different to you than it will to me on the outside. So. Yeah. And when you said that, because I don't consider myself very emotional, um, when you said that, I thought, oh yeah, oh no, I can handle it. Like, it's not going to be a big deal. Um, and then I started getting emotional. <laughs> and here's, here's the important thing is that, so as I started to feel emotional and it wasn't even like I was just, I was working one day and I burst into tears, right? It's never that obvious. It's like certain things that you were saying to me started to offend me and certain phrases you were doing and like you'd walk past me and like, oh, I'd go to give you a kiss and you'd be working so you wouldn't respond back. And I started like taking that like to heart and I was like, I can't believe you didn't kiss me, you know, like, or kiss me goodbye because you were leaving or something. You didn't say goodbye. Was it real? Was what real? The no kiss goodbye. Yeah, you, you were like, you were in a rush and you just walked out the door and I was like, did he leave? But you've done that a million times though, babe. So it's not like, it's something that should have bothered me. Sure. But for whatever reason, it's not like I told myself, oh, you've done this a million times before. It was just in that moment, I just had that emotion. Where I was like, wow, he didn't even say goodbye. So all these little things throughout like the last couple of weeks have like really been like building up. But I don't actually realize it's my emo, like it's a... Um, a reaction to a change in my hormones because it's not, like I said, it's not like all of a sudden I'm just crying. It's the little subtle things that I started getting offended by and feeling neglected by you. And I didn't really put anything together in my head. So I just got really upset with you. And then one day I just said to you, like, I'm really upset. And you were like, what the hell? Why are you upset? And so we sat down and I laid everything out. Very, and I felt so like 
rightly so. Like, yes, this is what you did and you've you've done wrong. I mean, I didn't say it like that, but it definitely was. You I'm felt going justified. Yeah, I felt very justified yep. in feeling like you weren't paying attention and all your focus now is just one hundred percent into work instead of it being a portion of it. And I felt completely justified. And so I'm sitting down with you and I'm going through all these things and I wasn't crying. I wasn't over exaggerating my like I was I just felt very um what was the word you just said? Justified. justified yeah, I yeah. felt very justified. And so I said it very calmly with you. It wasn't like I was like getting like crazy and shouting at you. It was like very calm. So I thought because I was calm, I wasn't emotional. And then you turned around to me and you said, do you remember when I said that you will get emotional? Now, in that moment that you said it to me, I of course wanted to push back and go, but I'm not emotional. Like this is actually what you did. And then I stopped myself. Or oh, I think I actually may not have stopped myself. I think I may have actually <laughs> have like fought back a bit. Yeah. Isn't he sweet? You didn't argue with that. But you, 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 uh, so yes, I, I was getting a little emotional as I'm describing it and saying, you know, you upset me and I don't feel like I'm, you know, in your thoughts anymore. And as I'm saying it, like I'm not, again, I'm not screaming or anything. And when you very calmly said, baby, like, this is what we had prepared for. Like we had spoken about that this is going to be a potential. And in those moments, and I don't know if other women can relate to this, but in those moments, like when someone says you're just being emotional, it's your hormones, you want to fight back and say, stop using that as an excuse, as a defense mechanism, right? Stop deflecting, right? Stop trying to blame me that it's my emotions. No, you actually did this. That was what I wanted to say. And then it hit me, the thing that we have kind of agreed upon you know, years ago, where it's like the, we call it, was it the, um, God, the anorexic, uh, what do you, the phrase you use? Well, so we've always codenamed it, codenamed like, it. act like you have to, we don't have a tight way of saying it. So it's always, I know that I would make an amazingly good anorexic. So I have said to you in the past, like, and what do you mean by that? Cause that's that I have the discipline to get myself in trouble. Right. So when it comes to dieting, I used to be 60 pounds heavier. And so when I was dieting, it was very easy for me to, um, just not eat, not eat, not eat. I could skip the meals. I could do all the suffering, all of that. Right. And those are incredibly powerful things. And I love that about myself. I'm very proud of that. But I know that there's also a point where you you have the mentality of an anorexic, where you can no longer see what the outside world sees. So you become very obsessed with a thing, right? Not eating, getting skinny, um, like whatever it is that an anorexic is obsessing over. And I remember looking at an anorexic because, you know, we were in the health field. So this was like a very natural thing for me to be looking at. I'm looking at it and going, oh, dear God, like they they're so proud of their ability to not eat, to push it off, to suffer for a goal that they become truly delusional and they can't see from the outside world, but it's so painfully obvious to everyone else. So I said, I recognize that in myself. Mm. I understand how my discipline can take me down a path that is either positive or it can spill over into the negative. So I said, as somebody who recognizes that about themselves, I'm going to give you the keys and say, if ever, like, I'm just going to trust you. I know that there is a potential where I cross over into an area where it's no longer actually moving me towards right. anything that's positive. So you just tell me. You be my sanity check. Right. If you ever tell me, hey, you're taking it too far, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to fight. I'm just going to go, okay, cool. Then And I'll stop here. Sanity check. That's a nice yeah. phrase. So that having that is is very important. Right. So. Yeah, we need like a, a nice simple phrase. Sanity That's check. what we use. Sanity check. Yeah, like it doesn't carry the weight, but yes. Yeah. 
If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with highs as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is a negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about. That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business, no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. So in knowing that, I, you had reminded me like, hey, look, we had discussed that your emotions are going to start to change. Um, you need to like, trust me or do you trust me? Because if you do, then you need to know that I've got your best interest at heart. And if I have your best interest at heart, um, when I say like, babe, this is an emotions, this is your emotions, know that I'm not using that to defend myself. Like the goal is to get to um, a, a place where we can fix this. And so because you have shown in the past that you don't defend yourself, right? You always admit when you're wrong, you admit if you've messed up or if you've said certain things or whatever, like you're, you're very open to that and you've proven that in the past. So if I know that about you and right now in this discussion, no matter how right I feel about my emotions, I need to turn around and acknowledge that maybe it is my, um, the chemical imbalance in me and then I have to kind of let go. And when we had that discussion, even though, again, I felt like, no, this is real to me, it's real in what my brain is telling me is real versus what actually is happening. And 
so yeah, I walked away from that discussion and I just said, okay, well, I know he loves me, right? The questions I always ask myself. I know he loves me. I know he cares for me. I know he always wants the be what's best for me and what's best for our relationship. And I know he never defends himself when he knows he's wrong. So putting all these together, it was really weird and hard to go, you know what? It must be my emotions and it must be uh, right now some chemical imbalance that I'm going through. Um, and that kind of just then let me bring my defenses down. And I think that you then saw that I was willing to um, fix it and willing to open up and be vulnerable. And because that becomes very vulnerable when you do that, where you just say like, oh, I can't trust, trust what my brain is telling me. Like that's a very... Um, scary acknowledgement and I think because I trust you so much and because we've got so many years of experience um of trusting each other and know that we're not using it against each other for our own selfish benefits yeah I um it was such a powerful lesson that I learned and so yeah I just really wanted to talk about it so from my perspective it's not a scary thing to admit it is very weird and the reason that it's weird is because in that moment you feel justified it feels real and this is something that i talk a lot about is i don't trust my emotions like i don't have i don't distrust them i just don't have an inherent trust of them i have an emotion and i say okay is this going to help me is this going to serve me is this the direction that i want to be going in and if it's not, then I don't indulge it. I recognize it. I say, okay, cool. I have this emotion. But am I going to continue down this path? Yes or no? That is a choice. So I can't necessarily choose to have the feeling. The emotion is going to be what the emotion is going to be. Mm. And going back to when I was really like going hard to get lean and I just wanted to keep doing it through diet. It's, I find it way easier to not eat a meal than I find to do cardio. And you kept pushing me to do cardio instead of um, cutting, your meals. cutting my meals. And that was really pissing me off. And it was like, look, I've, that what you're asking me to do, I hate, is hard. And the thing that I'm doing is nice and easy. And so for you to go, one, it's very important to recognize. You have to let the person like really go deep into crazy land before you say you're being crazy. I, I just want to be really, really clear about that. And by that. the way, do not use the word crazy. I'm, I'm saying when you're talking to your partner, don't say you're acting crazy. When talking to your partner. I was about yes. to like diatribe no, no, on no, you no, no. Talking uh, to your partner. about people being overly sensitive about words. But yes. Because let me tell you, you partner, want someone to sure, put your defenses up? Yeah. You're not bring them to the place where you feel Correct. like they need to be. You're actually pushing them away. Correct. So yeah. when If you say like, why are you acting crazy? Like that would have, de -es that would have escalated the emotion, not no de-escalated the emotion. No question. So you need to let them go into crazy land without <laughs> calling them crazy. But you need to let them go really like deep into it where you know, okay, this isn't like I'm not just being overly sensitive right. to where they're at. Like they're definitely – and the way that I think about it is I have so much history with you. Like I know when you're acting outside of your normal mm -hmm, frame of behavior. Mm -hmm. So I'll be like, wow, this really isn't like her. And then it's like, Jesus, this really isn't her. And then about the third Jesus, I'm like, <laughs> okay, now's where we very delicately broach it. And having planted that seed earlier to say, look, I'm, it's very predictable what you're about to go mm. through. So, and now like we're in that zone. And to, to talk through, look, when you feel an emotion feels very real, I know you feel justified. And I'm not even saying that I haven't done myriad things wrong that have gotten a re and by wrong I mean have gotten a reaction from you that I'm not looking for mm -hmm. have made you feel a way that mm -hmm. I don't want you to feel right I want you to feel 
protected, secure, loved, all of those things. So clearly, like, even just to acknowledge that given your current state, the way that I'm reacting to the situation, the way that I'm handling you, treating you, it's not getting the reaction that I want. So I fully own that. Mm. Now, having said that, we are getting into the point where your reaction is atypical. And I think we have to factor in the fact that you um, have gone off the pill and that that's framing things for you. And th these are like, that's not a quote, but that's essentially exactly what I said. Yeah. I wasn't like, bitch, you're acting crazy. <laughs> um, it, you know, to your point, like that would have just been ridiculous yeah. and would not have gotten in any of either of us where we wanted to go. So that's really important. But you have to let, you can't just be like, the second you're like, I detect something is off, that you say, oh, you're, you know, you're yeah. acting off. This is all because of that. It's like you really, you need to leave a pretty significant buffer before you jump in with that. Yeah, and that's interesting because that's something you did, again, that's actually very powerful. It's like, yes, it's my emotions. Yes, it's my hormones, right, that are... Um, allowing me to feel like this and steering me in that direction. But it wasn't just like, okay, it's your emotion, so you deal with it. You're like, look, this is real, like you said. It is an actual um, thing that you're encountering. So even if it's an imbalance, we need to still address that it's happening. So what can I do, and this is what you said to me, so what can I do to help with as you go through this transition period? It wasn't, it's an imbalance, so you need to get your shit together, right? It was... This is the reason, but let's fix it together. And knowing that we were in it together, feeling supported that you weren't just then judging me for being like, I can't believe that she got upset over that, right? It was like, okay, you got upset over that. Let's talk about it. Um, it is because of your emotions, but what can I do differently to help you get through it? And that was, again, like such a, the right way to respond because I didn't feel like I was alone. I didn't feel like... Um, you know, because I am then trying to work on centering myself, bringing my emotions, telling myself like, look, this isn't normally you. <clears throat> you know yourself better than that. You know your husband better than that. But still, when you're doing it alone, it's not as um, it's not an, as easy. But now let's have the real conversation. Yeah. When you're acting crazy, you do need to acknowledge I'm acting crazy and I do need to get my shit together. Like that, sure. like yes. people, so I love that you focus on what the other person should do and how to facilitate that and all of it. But one of the most important things about people to understand in a relationship is at the end of the day, you've got to take ownership. At the end of the day, you've got to be doing the work. At the end of the day, yes. the person that really has to get it together is the person that's going through that hard thing. And when you don't do that, like for instance, when I used to get so I've said this a thousand times. I don't get angry easily, but when I get angry, then I stay angry. And that was a hard thing in at the beginning of our relationship. And I thought, this isn't helping. This doesn't serve me. And so I need to be able to get out of this situation. I didn't put that on you. I said, I need to do something to right. make sure that not only is it hard to make me mad, but that once I get mad, it's measured in seconds, not even minutes, certainly not hours. Mm -hmm. And so... I put in that effort. You did the work this time of saying, hey, I get it. I can't just intrinsically or inherently trust my emotions. I need to process through this. I need to build a path to getting where we want to go. Um, that's really, really important. Right, yeah. Right, so we've probably gone pretty deep okay. on this. But then taking that into then this question about communication and tactics, 
I really do believe one of the most powerful things couples can do is learn from the past, right? It's like riding a bike. Okay, you get on the bike, you fall off, you go, oh shit, what did I do wrong? So then you adjust your foot position, you adjust your balance, like you keep adjusting until you can ride the bike. And I kind of think of that as like in our relationship where it's like, we've been together for 17 years, we're married for 15. All the things that we know about each other, all the things that we learn needs to be taken into account when moving forward. So if you know, for instance, that someone gets anxious when um, the, the family comes over, I don't know, just pulled that up, but let's say someone gets anxious whenever their in-laws come over. Um, as the other half, recognize that in the past, they felt anxious about their partners, their in-laws coming over, sit with them and go, what can we do differently? How can I assist in you not being anxious? Or saying like, instead of pretending it's not going to happen this time, like, oh, this time I really hope that my wife or my husband doesn't get anxious because my in-laws are, or because the in-laws are coming, sit down and go, this is a pattern this is something that happens in the past. So instead of just waiting till we get there again and then dealing with it, like what are the things that we can do to know not to get there in, in like next time? And then if you keep doing that, right, because you're never, I don't think you're ever going to get it like right off the bat. I think that it has to be learning and adjusting and training in essence, like at the gym. So keep doing it. Keep talking with your partner about how to change things, what the other person can do to support you when you're going through this. If it, you know it's going to be anxiousness or stress or whatever, talk about it. Figure out what each other can do to help. Then when, you, when it happens, I'm sure at some point something's going to go wrong or not I'm sure, but you know, there's, nothing's ever going to be perfect. So once that occasion happens, then sit down again after and say, okay, we thought we had it down pat. We thought we had a system or I thought I, you would explain to me how to support you, but I don't think I did a good enough job. What can we do next time? And then keep improving instead of repeating the same problem over and over. Like if it's predictable, then adjust accordingly. And so like with the pill, where you felt like it was very predictable, we discussed the fact that it was predictable. And going into it actually helped me get back out of it because you had said it was predictable. Otherwise, I don't think I would have gotten there as quickly because I, I think I would have pushed back a bit on the emotion thing. But because you had literally said it before I even got off the pill, I remembered it and I went back to, oh yeah, he actually said that in, we call it our sober moments, right? Where it's like before anything's actually happened and you're not reacting on emotion, that um, yeah, do it in your sober moments because it really, really, really helped me recognize it when I was feeling it. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. If you're fed up of people constantly pushing you around, ignoring your boundaries, and just disrespecting you left, right, and center, then it's time to finally stop letting people walk all over you and start actually standing up for yourself, my homie. Because trust me, I've been there staying silent and living a life I never actually wanted for myself, but lacked the confidence to do anything about it. But I was able to go from someone who settled and lacked all the confidence in herself to someone who comfortably commands respect. And guys, and my homie, even with the fears, the doubts, and uncertainty, you can finally go after what you freaking want in life, set boundaries, speak up, show up, fight imposter syndrome, and stop people-pleasing. And I break down how to actually do this step-by-step in my book, Radical Confidence. And when you pre-order your copy of Radical Confidence right now today, guys, you can get a free gift valued at $171, which includes my ultimate guide to Radical Confidence, which is a workbook that you actually can work through as you're reading my book. Three months ad-free listening to Women of Impact on podcast and one hour exclusive relationship coaching sessions with me and my hubby of 21 years, Tom. So my homie, if you go and pre-order this book right now, you get all of those things for utterly free, which has been valued at $171. So go over to RadicalConfidence.com to pre-order your copy right now. That's RadicalConfidence.com. See you there, my homie. Let's freaking go.